Welcome to Soul Science Podcast with Liz and Jacqueline. And today we wanted to talk about putting ourselves first and why it's so hard. And I guess we're mostly speaking for women, right, on this topic? I think so, Jackie, because how many times, think back to when you were a young girl, third grade, even younger, and your mother said, play nice with others. Don't do that. That's not nice. You need to be nice. And so it was ingrained from pretty much day one that if you didn't make the friends and do everything everybody around you wanted, you were not a good person. You were not worthy. And we became subservient to pretty much everyone. Yeah. It was just, that's how it was. I mean, I don't think now, if you're younger listening, like if you're in your 20s, maybe even in your early 30s, they're different. But at 53, I know that's how I was raised. I know women, you know, younger than me. I mean, my aunts, my mother, my grandmother. Okay, I'll tell you this story, Jackie. I'll tell everybody this story. Grandma Frida, if she didn't have pop-up, pop-up Everett, he walked in the door at five o'clock when we were in their home in upstate New York. He needed his Triscuits and saltines on the table with blue cheese and cheddar, three of each, and his scotch and soda on the rocks, five o'clock without fail. And I said to her, now granted, this is after he's retired. Like he is, you know, they're, they're in upstate New York. He's not working in the city anymore, but at 5 p.m., Frida better have had that on the table for him. And it blew my mind, this ritual. I was like, what? You know, she's in the middle of doing something. We'd be playing bingo. I have got to go. I've got to go. Like she would get up to get the cheese and crackers and the scotch. And I was like, why, why do you do that, Grandma? It's how your pop-pop likes it. That was the answer. And, you know, of course that was ingrained in her four daughters and their daughters. And, you know, it's just, we got to put a stop to that, Jack. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I fully love cheese and crackers. I'm not such a scotch drinker, but, you know, nothing against the cheese and crackers. But the practice of think, let me stop what I'm good. Let me drop my everything to take mm -hmm. care of everybody around me except for me mm -hmm. why why do we do this jackie because just like you said it was ingrained you saw your grandmother do that and it was a whole society the women were the secretaries right and look at all the shows like i can't even watch some of the shows that are like mad that portrayal yes. mad men I, there were some shows where i'm crawling out of my skin right of how they treated the women and they they didn't even respect them it was like you know a revolving door next next you know the way they took advantage of them yeah. and we it was a society of putting men's needs first over everything no matter what daddy's home be quiet kids and then like you know mrs cleaver she had to be all dressed she had to have her makeup and look right 
right. when daddy came home. When daddy came home. It's so funny you even say that. My One of my college roommates, she had been given a book by her grandmother and we she brought it to school with us because we laughed at it. And it was like, how to take care of your man. I think <laughs> like for, for tips for her, you know, as she's in college and of marrying age now, you know, she doesn't need an education, but you're of marrying age. <laughs> Um, and this was, you know, in the eighties. Yeah. Like in the eighties. So she did not get married right out of college. I made that mistake. That's another story. Um, but yeah, it was like, make sure you get pretty and put a bow in your hair when you greet your honey in the door. When he comes home after a hard day of work, bring him his slippers and rub his feet. Like what the hell? Like, I mean, you've been sitting around eating bonbons all day, all day. I think not, you know, it's crazy, but it is, it's ingrained. So do yeah. we, how do we break the cycle? Again, it's for, you know, our generation of women, because, you know, younger people don't have this problem. There's hope for them, I think. Um, but I think things are shifting. There's the women that I see, they're really strong. They're doing a lot more sports and they're putting themselves first. The young girls that I see anyway. I have two two boys, um, two men at this point, but so I wasn't never raised a daughter. But the girls I see, they seem to be like that pattern is shifting a bit. working on the next podcast, whatever. Oh, I gotta go make dinner. And you know, my husband's great. He just doesn't cook. He's like, no, we'll go out. We can get carry out or something, you know? <laughs> but I'm like, it doesn't always, wouldn't it be nice? One day I wanna be married to a chef. Maybe that's husband number four, please. <laughs> no. That'll solve everything, right? <laughs> no, it, it, it's hard to change the pattern. It's so ingrained in us it really is i think you know it starts with little steps i think of doing something just for you and like really we all really should every day do one thing for ourselves. whether it's you know if going getting your nails done if that's your jam do that for you if it's going for a walk or going for the gym or taking that yoga class like that is invaluable like a reset and a recharge and you know giving you some self-worth i think you know making you feel good about yourself it's really that simple like you need to feel good about yourself before you can take care of anybody else and i think it's also about having a conversation with your spouse or your partner whoever you're living with because when I first got married, I mean, I was the one focusing on the cleaning and the cooking and the shopping and the food planning. And I've shifted that. So I didn't hand out a memo to him to say, hey, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Here, the time's up. That, that, that thing's done. The contract's up and it's not being renewed. We're doing this from now on. So you might need to have a conversation with your family members and say, you know, I can't do it anymore. Like, I really want to grow my business. I can't keep focusing on your activities and your, what you want to eat. 
and cooking it that takes a lot of time yeah so having a conversation i think is a really good place to start and then what would it look like maybe have certain days where you eat out or certain days where another family member just takes it over the whole planning everything right now well and you're right the conversation is key because if you don't talk about it all you feel is resentment and then that starts to build you're like how do you not know i'm struggling like i'm overextended and I'm stressed and miserable. Well, of course they don't know. First of all, I'm assuming your partner is a man. We all know men are clueless. Like they do not have that radar. They don't know. They're just thinking like, you've kind of been a little bitchy lately, but they don't know, right? Um, But you really need to spell it out and, and put some, you know, you're right. Put some terms or limits out there. Make a suggestion, you know, okay, Tuesday's your night. If you don't or can't cook then here's an idea we'll get carry out or we'll go out or you know you can get something from the grocery this week yeah yeah so the conversation is first and then decide what you want it to look like um and what well another uh point of this is that when i work with a lot of my clients a lot of women don't know what fills them up what they enjoy doing because they're so used to doing for others. Yeah, they've lost touch of what lights them on fire. They're what gives them joy, you know? And that's really important if you've got 40 more years of living on this you best find some damn joy. Yeah, so I, I do recommend that if you don't know what you like to do, make a list. So sometimes you can just grab paper and pen and make a list of all the things that you enjoy doing. If you have no idea, then you make that list of the things you don't like doing. And usually when you've started that list, the mind will start thinking of, oh, well, I like doing this, or I like going for walks, or when I hang out with these friends, I feel energized. Right? And we have to be careful with our friends too, because some friends drain us. Yeah, that's just the way it is. That's part of it. It's not just about your partner. It is, you know, those energy vampire friends you've been clinging on to because you lost your boundaries and you don't want to say no. And you are afraid of offending and not pleasing if you don't meet for that whatever standing lunch or tennis game or whatever it is that you know you can't stand. And you just, you keep doing it because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Okay. I mean, that's a hard one to get out of. Like, how do you, again, I think you just have to be honest and have a conversation and kind of remove yourself from it. Yeah. And that's where we run into sometimes for some of my clients who have like fibromyalgia, it's hard for them to say no. Yeah. It's hard. Like they... They would rather get sick and say, I'm sick and I can't come over than actually say, I can't come today. I don't want to come today. Right. So depending on where you are, you know, and and sometimes when you start healing, those friends just don't show up anymore. Well, you're 100% right because energies align. And if you're giving off this, you know, this kind of 
sad energy of lack or of negativity, you're going to bring and attract negative people. But yeah. if you elevate yourself above that energetically, that energy vampire is not, it's like garlic to the vampire. They're not going to want to be around you. Like you're too positive. You're having too much fun. Let's sit over here and have a stomp around bitch fest and complain about everybody. And you know, what's wrong with everybody. I mean, I've had those friends and, um, it, all it does is bring you down. I don't want to, it, life is too short to waste with those people. So it sometimes it is just, you know, I don't know if you just don't answer the phone calls or just say after maybe an answered or unanswered phone call or a text goes on a little bit, just say, you know what, I just, I really can't. It can be that simple. It could be that simple. Yeah, just say it's not going to work out for me this week. You don't have to say why. You can right. just say, I, I'm, I just can't get there this week. Yeah. And then over time, either work up the courage to have a conversation about what's not working in the relationship, or sometimes we just need to take a break from some people. That's just how it is. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you go back, like you said, to make the list, which is so important and you can it can be as big or as little as you want. You can have your someday list of things you want to do. And then, you know, like I want to climb Kilimanjaro. Well, obviously I can't do that tomorrow, but you know, tomorrow I can go for a walk or tomorrow I can draw or I can journal. And that way, just your little things that you put on your list that kind of make you happy. And then you can explore other people who gravitate to that, you know, or I want to take this, you know, biking class or, you know, there's different, all kinds of different things you can do. And you end up meeting like people with like energies that makes it real easy to let go of those toxic ones. And it's really cool when you make the decision that you will no longer allow toxic people to drain you or to be in your environment. One, the universe meets you there and those people stop hanging out and other opportunities show up but it has to start from you it has to start from inside of you saying i want something better it's time to shift this and then the universe will just roll that out for you yeah it is it's you know it's an abundance mindset when you put out there what you want to the universe it will come back um i do want to share this this is like a this is a very helpful visualization so say you can't change your situation but when i was working as an anesthesiologist and the or is a really weird place you see all kinds of things there's like this wide spectrum of personalities there and it's this kind of energy swirling vortex of a lot of drama and negativity and you know everybody's complaining always about something it's constant constant so i would drive to work um and i would visualize i was almost like the michelin man or you know those like those bubble suits that you wear now you know like the kids like bounce in the field with each other i envisioned stepping into this bubble suit and i called it my protective energy bubble and i did i stepped into this bubble and i zipped it up mentally and 
because I would be so like stressed out at the end of the day. But when I was in that suit, it was like all that toxic BS and negative drama, it bounced right off. And I and I would say to myself, it became a mantra, it's not gonna affect me. It's bouncing right off, it's bouncing off. And it like it became a thing. So that people in the OR would be like, can I talk to you for a minute, Liz? You're so calm. How do you stay so calm? Like the drama swirling everywhere. All this we all have this, whether it's the OR or the office workplace or yeah. You know, even the Zoom conferencing now, or you've got clients that are like pushing you over the edge. You're in your bubble, you're in your zone, you're in that headspace, and nothing's gonna affect you. You just take a deep breath and let it go. And it just washes off of you in waves. I did that for like a solid seven years. And I think it saved me. But you know, because I wasn't enlightened enough, and this will be another soul science podcast topic about, you know, transitioning careers and, you know, and it's part of finding your joy too, because that wasn't always something that we were taught, you know, go where the joy is. No, it's like, go where you, you know, here's no, here's a job opening or you've got to pay the rent. You better get a job kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that protective energy bubble, you know, and, and like meditation, there's so many other, you know, techniques you can use to um, kind of insulate yourself from that. Well, it worked. Yeah. Well, Donna Eden, she's an energy medicine person. Um, she calls it, I believe, the zip up. You I actually. I didn't invent that, Jackie. Come on. Well, now I think other people may have just given it a name. But okay. because you, just like you, I've, I've learned things, not because I've learned some things from my coaches and my mentors, but other things just kind of came into my awareness, right? It comes into your awareness, whether we were actually taught by somebody or whatever. But I teach my clients to do the same thing. Put yourself in that energetic bubble because even women with fibromyalgia, they're very sensitive and they're a sponge. They're taking on, especially um, if you're a sensitive soul and you go off to visit somebody in the hospital, I can guarantee you within 24 hours, you're gonna be in severe pain because you've just soaked up everybody else's pain because you have a really big heart. And now you're the one who doesn't feel good. Yeah. Right. And putting yourself in that bubble really, really helps. The other thing you could do is put mirrors. Imagine that there's mirrors facing outside of you. So that negativity will bounce off of that. Same thing, same concept. I love but yeah, these are great ways. And again, it's in our imagination, right? That's all it is. And the imagination is so powerful, but when you believe that you're in that bubble and nothing can penetrate you, you're safe. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so powerful. I'm in a, I'm in a much better workplace now. I'm very happy. So I have an extra suit. If someone <laughs> it's a one size fits all. It really is. It's good. Um, but yeah, it really is the power of the mind and, um, and it's a nicer way to think of than putting up a wall, but that's what you're doing. You're putting up a wall. So all that negative stuff doesn't come and get you. And you're in that zone of positivity. Like you are running on fire in here and whatever else is out there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Maybe that's how you start taking care of yourself. Like that is a simple darn thing. Like mm, not letting that bother me today. Right. 
and stay focused on what you want to do, what you want to attract. And don't listen to the naysayers that keep poking you, right? Like every time, uh, for example, when I wanted to get my business up and running, I have to say that my husband wasn't really like, well, how are you going to start a business? You know, because that wasn't who I went in, who I was. And yeah, I was scared. I was somebody completely different back then. But I believed that, that I didn't matter, that I didn't have anything to give. And of course, I was hearing that from the people around me. So always stay focused on what you want and what's the next inspired action to get you to that. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so easy to be swayed by those around us, especially people who, you know, we've always sought their opinion and their value, you know, they're valuing our actions. And so we don't have that. I mean, and it's hard enough to do, to try something like you did, start a new business with our own like self-limiting beliefs and imposter <laughs> syndrome, much less all these external forces, you know, coming at you. But you're right. You just need to stay true to who you are, what you want. Like I am doing this for me because this is important for me. And this makes my heart sing when I wake up in the morning, instead of being like a sense of dread and oh God, do I really have to go to, you know, this office job? I'd rather be baking cookies all day. Well, <laughs> you can bake cookies and that can be a very successful business. Mrs. Fields, hello, like, come on. Absolutely, yeah. anything, anything can be uh, a successful business. You just have to believe it. That's all it needs. If if you are given a thought and an idea of something that lights you up, that's a sign to run with it. And then keep sharing it with more people, whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, all the rest will follow and you will energetically align with people. And those people who, you know, maybe knew you before you set out on this new path, they will rise up to meet you at that energetic level and if they don't they're not your people and you yeah. will find yourself not spending time with them and, and and once you like get out of that groove that rut like of putting everybody else first but yourself it it, it shifts everything you know and yeah. people will meet you in that spot and they will respect you in that place of self-love they'll see it and, and they treat you better because of it yes yes because they see the you that you came here to be not the scared people pleaser they see the possibilities inside of you and it'll fuel you because then you'll want to do more of whatever that inspiration is it will come out of you feel inspired already <laughs> like, like the world on fire jackie beautiful. so good such good stuff really um yeah it's great so hopefully we've given you some ideas to put yourself first and we've inspired you to come up with why you'd want to put yourself first and some fun ways for you to give yourself some self-love 
and put the oxygen mask on yourself. Yeah. And it's just a simple thing you can do every day. It doesn't have to be big sweeping grand gestures. Do one thing every day that really does make your heart sing just for you, not for anybody else. Yeah, because you matter, you're important, and you came here to to be big. Somebody said one time, you didn't come here to be mediocre or average. You came here to do something. That's true. Yeah, I love that. I do too. So do you want to give them a little teaser of what's coming next? Teaser alerts. It's not a spoiler alert. It's a teaser alert. So the next two episodes, both Jackie and I are going to have on guests individually. So I am bringing on a guest who is a dear friend of mine, and I know you will love her as much as I do. Um, and she is a registered yoga instructor, and she is going to be speaking to us on just simple breathing modalities that you can incorporate every day to maintain grounding and centeredness. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about meditation, but it's fascinating because she has taught all different kinds of people yoga and, and it is doable. So it's not, yoga is not um, an Instagram bendy, stretchy picture of some, you know, gorgeous 18 year old young woman in a bikini okay we can do this that is my teaser and what's your teaser jack i love it um i'm gonna bring a woman on to talk about pelvic floor issues so women as we age sometimes we leak a little bit too often um, whether we're dancing and having fun or we're even just sneezing and there's ways actually that that we can shift that and not do that and more people, more women need to learn about that. So sign me up. I need to learn. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day. And we'll see you on the next Soul Science. Soul Science out. Bye. Bye.